I'm Brianna. And I'm Katora. And this is Spiritual Shit with Sis. Our intentions for this podcast are to keep it real, hold space for divine feminine connection, and talk about some real ass shit with our sis. With a spiritual twist, of course. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. episode of spiritual shit with sis we are here today and i'm with my girl brianna hello hello. loves hello hello yes we are we are back and ready to talk about this week's topic around spiritual healing and we have a lot to uncover and dig into so i feel like we should just get into the shit so buckle up girl (laughs) buckle up (laughs) Buckle up, sis. Yeah. Um, It is a new year. And as always, like I think the top of the, even though it's not the spiritual new year, right? Because the spiritual new year actually technically is in the spring. Energetically, if we look at nature, we are in, um, you know, hibernation mode still. But we can't help but want to start the new year off and like, you know, look at where, where we were last year what worked last year, what didn't work last year. And of course, since this is the topic of spiritual shit with sis, um, I think this, this week's episode about like spiritual healing, spiritual ascension, spiritual awakening has obviously been such a huge part of both of our years last year, right, Katura? The All the things that we moved through and healed from. And so we wanted to kind of go a little bit deeper into what does that even mean though? And share our stories of our process and just shed a little bit of light on how you can, in really real practical ways, because sometimes spiritual healing, I think can be a little bit abstract. Um, and it's not always so obvious. It's not like on the nose, right? A lot of spiritual healing is around seeing things that you can't quite see yet and allowing yourself to, um, connect to it. So that's what we wanted to get into today for y'all. Yes, I'm excited about this topic. I mean, this is what brought both Brie and I together um, to create this podcast. So what a perfect time to get into this and to talk about what it looks like for awakening and ascending and growth and all of the things amongst the chaos and the challenge too. So I guess- Okay, so I was going to say, I want to know actually- I want to know your story. What was, before we get into like the diagnosing and really getting into the nuts and bolts of a spiritual awakening, I think it'd be really helpful for myself to know you better on a deeper spiritual sisterhood level. And for those listening, what is your story? Like, what is your experience? How did you get to where you're at right now? Being a coach, an embodiment coach, a self-love coach, like, how did you arrive to where you're at? What is your story? Oof, yeah, let's get into it. So, you know, anytime there's some shit popping off, I feel like that's when, you know, for me, 
like I was at my lowest of lows. I had been in relationship after relationship, after abuse, after punching, after the name calling, you know, after going to the police so many times. And I just said to myself, like, I can't do this anymore. And I think it was, you know, it was the last kind of like pushing and shoving match with my ex-fiance where I decided that I couldn't do it anymore and I got all of my shit and I bounced and I went to my mom's house. And, you know, that moment was so surreal for me because I didn't know for sure if like this is really what I wanted to do. I just know that like in that moment I had to do something differently. Um, and so, you know, I took a little bit of time off and, um, ended up doing all the things that I needed to do for my healing around kind of going back into therapy. And I got myself together and got a house and, you know, really got myself to a place that was in a better position. And then I just decided that was my first time I was celibate. I was celibate for like five years right after that relationship. And, um, I think for me, it was the deepest, most darkest times of my life where I felt like I just, I didn't know what to do in those moments of um, leaving that relationship. I think my worth was tied to a man um, and, you know, knowing or thinking that like nobody was ever going to love me if, you know, I didn't have or I wasn't in a relationship with someone. And that is so incredibly untrue. And so I think, you know, the reasons and, and where I am at today, it really started with that last relationship that I was in. I didn't want to be in that space. I didn't want to be in that place. I didn't want to feel like that. And I knew that there was something better on the other side. I just didn't really know how to get there. Um, and so I, the first start was to admit, yo, Katori, you have a fucking problem. <laughs> like, get it together. And the second, you know, part of my healing journey was, okay, so now that I've identified the problem and now that I've identified, like, I'm part of this problem, um, how do I do this? And that's where I asked and I suck or I seek some help, you know? Um, and yeah, that's kind of how my, my healing awakening, spiritual awakening started. Um, and then there's so many other things, you know, I really got into God and, and, you know, the divine and, you know, definitely looked into connecting with others. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was that moment for me. Wow. So it sounds like you really got to a place where you were like, for lack of a better word, like rock bottom, you know, where you're just like, I I've had enough, like I'm done and I'm willing to like just start all over and, and leave behind this. Cause you were engaged, right? And how old were you when you, like when this kind of happened? 30. Age were you? Yeah. Yeah. I remember we got into a big fight. It was on my 30th birthday. My mom was there. My grandmother was there. Like my family was there. We were all in Vegas and like, I slapped his ass in the club and I was like, okay, this is not the business. I cannot be acting like this. Like, this is too much, you know? And I think after that, shortly right after that, that 30th birthday trip, um, was when it all went down. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry guys. I have a little bit of a, uh, an Ascension cold. 
this week, which we will get into later, because actually what I'm experiencing is part of an upgrade. Um, so it's not uncommon to be a little bit sick when you're going through one. So it's perfect that I have a little stuffy nose and a little bit of a cough. So apologize for that. But um, wow, Katura. Yeah, you can't be slapping people in clubs. That's not the look. <laughs> I was saying I don't know that girl anymore. <laughs> I don't know her. And, you know, I think in that relationship, right, um, we dealt with each other in a space of physical abuse. And, you know, I learned that the physical abuse was the terms and the ways of being with him in that relationship. That was the first time that I hit him, by the way. Um, but regardless if it was first or multiple times, like that's not okay to put your hands on anybody. Um, and so again, you know, um, that was an old version of me. I am not that person anymore. And I, the minute even someone is aggressive and in language or anything, like I'm like, I'm out. That's not how we talk. So my healing journey is real girl. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know that so many people can relate to that because, you know, like as a relationship coach, I hear all kinds of shit, you know, and it's like relationships specifically, intimate relationships, romantic partnerships can trigger a lot of our deeply wounded stuff that we haven't dealt with. And so much of the, you know, so much of that kind of behavior, I think, is possibly normalized or like you don't know how to get out of it. So um, thank you for, for sharing that because I know that actually the fact that you can speak so candidly about, you know, something <laughs> like, you know, like you said, like slap, slap on a fool in the face in the middle of right. a Vegas club, you know, like <laughs> you're not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can so candidly and so honestly um, talk about that version of yourself because you have love and compassion for that part of you that thought that, you know, that was okay or didn't have any other tools or was caught in like a cycle of pain, right? Because hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And I think that really speaks to, you know, your vulnerability around it and authenticity about how much work that you've done around that, that girl that was hurt and is now this woman who's fully in charge of her emotions and knows like what's appropriate and knows her own boundaries so that you would never even, it wouldn't even be an option for you to even get into that place anymore. Like it just wouldn't happen. You're so far removed from that old identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm like cringing right now that I've even said this, I'm like, Oh fuck, did I really share this moment? But look, it's real, you know, it's real. And, um, again, I'm, I'm, not that woman and um, not who that person was. And yeah, I think, you know, different stages and different, different moments of your life. Um, and that's what this healing awakening is all about. It's like, you know, when shit is not right and you have to move through it to get to the light. Amen. Yeah. I think back to um, my cringe moments. <laughs> Yeah, tell me about yours. <laughs> Let's talk about yours. Girl, I know you want me to start, bitch. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I posted something the other day. I saw a funny meme that was like, 
if you knew me in my 30s, I just want to let you know that there has been a significant upgrade. <laughs> Not in my 30s. Sorry, I'm still in my 30s. If you knew me in my 20s. Um, <clears throat> so my spiritual awakening. So just to, to give you guys a little context, we always say in the spiritual world that usually people have a spiritual awakening when there is a trauma or a drama. And Katura's uh, story that she so lovingly and candidly shared with us um, is total drama experience, right? Like the drama of the relationship, like it just became too much and she had to like exit stage left before. Like she could see that this she was not on a good track and this was not the relationship for her. So she did a 180 and started making some big changes. Mine was a trauma. Mine, <clears throat> pardon me. Mine was the result, it, it, the catalyst for a lot of my spiritual awakening, which I've shared in other podcasts that I've been on. Um, I think I might have touched on this previously, but for those of you who may be listening new, I'm going to share a little bit again. Um, back in 2017, um, I, 17, 18 now, yeah, 2018, pardon me. Um, I was living in LA and I was, you know, hot bitch in the city, right? Like I had a great job. I had my own business, a great career, um, drove fancy cars. Like I was definitely living like a lifestyle of keeping up with the expectations of what it meant to be like, you know, in a cool city and like, ha I did all the things that you were supposed to do. Right. And so I was definitely headed on this trajectory. Um, and I always say to clients, like, your higher self, if you are headed in a direction that is not good for you, if is not meant for you, if it's not part of your like higher soul purpose, usually there's going to be these sequence of events that start trying to get your attention. I joke around that like your higher self is trying to tap you on your third eye, girl, wake you up, like t -t 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 -t. sis, wake up. But because I'm such a like, I'm a Capricorn, right? Happy birthday to me. It's January 2023. Um, hey, I'm happy like, birthday. Yay. Thank you. It's actually tomorrow, my birthday. Oh, my um, goodness. Happy birthday. Thank you. But being a Capricorn, very much like focused and driven and like eyes on the prize, right? So like I was like going 90 miles an hour towards a brick wall. I didn't know it at the time. I thought I was like putting one foot in front of the other, striving, had the the boyfriend that was like cool, you know what I mean? Like like cool adjacent, you know, like work with celebrities, just like I was kind of working with celebrities, things like that. And um, it all kind of hit this. I was on a collision course, like I said, to awakening because that was not the life I was supposed to be leading. I was attached to expectations of what other people thought I should be doing, of what I my self-worth was attached to money and things that were very much external, right? Um, coming from a place of like deep lack and deep scarcity, even though I abundant, I looked abundant from the outside looking in. And um, it wasn't until I witnessed a murder of my next door neighbor. Um, and that caused, as you can imagine, the trauma. Um, I'll spare all the details, but um, as you can imagine, I had PTSD afterwards. It was a very like violent experience. I felt very unsafe in my body and how this connects to, okay, well you, you witnessed this really traumatic thing. How did you get over here? Right? <laughs> how did you become a relationship coach? How did you become a psychic medium? Like what, how does that like 
how do you like leapfrog from that to this? And what that trauma exposed for me, similarly to how like you, Couture, were saying that you really realized that you placed your self-worth right in men and there was a lot of like lack of self-love and all of that. It was the exact same thing. It was just a different storyline that was playing out. Um, I definitely was placing a lot of my self-worth in external things, in external success, um, placing my my self-worth in relationships that were not healthy for me. Um, and I was trying to force a lot of things in my life. And when I just, I, I hit rock bottom, I didn't have anything left to give anybody. I was always constantly overgiving and people pleasing and trying to prove. And I never, I realized that my underlying anxiety disorder that I had been managing, right, with alcohol or vacations or like a lot of these things, like the things that I used to do before didn't work. And so I had to take it down to the studs, you know, and really meet myself on a deeper level and come to terms with like, oh, the way I think about myself, the way that I care for myself, the the things that I'm willing to do and the things that I'm willing to allow, how I'm allowing people to treat me is not in alignment. And so I started digging into a lot of like therapies. Yes, I like I got a therapist. I did EMDR, which was really helpful, but it wasn't enough. I was looking for something, a deeper meaning in life, which is kind of like that spiritual healing that I was looking for. Um, and so while I love and have so much respect for, you know, traditional therapy and things like that, spiritual healing is a totally different experience. And um, I started to heal the way I felt about myself. And I noticed that I was able to show up to, you know, different experiences and, and different triggers and not have the same response anymore. Um, and, and through that, I really started leading into, it started to work. Things started to shift. I felt differently about my life. Finally, it wasn't like pushing things down anymore. And there was like, oh, wow, like this shit really works. I'm going to continue on this path. There's got to be more. And that was kind of like the catalyst for my spiritual awakening. Wow. Wow. That's, it's so um, interesting to hear kind of you share your story because I think as human beings, we do a lot. What I heard was like, we do a lot of medicating to cover up <clears throat> what's happening in, in our space, in our life. And I think that you know, the medicating that we either choose to do, you know, whether it's drinking or whether it's like buying shit and, you know, shopping, whatever it is. Taking like prescription that, pills. Yeah, pills, right? Um, I know a lot of people who are on like anti-anxiety medications for years and years and years and years and years, which I'm not knocking prescription, right? If you need them, totally get it. But if you are using it to mask yeah. what's really going on mm -hmm. and you're using it as a crutch, mm -hmm. you're not really healing the core issue. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm, I just like hear that. I think we, we as humans do a lot of medicating and masking to some degree um, in order to prevent from really seeking our truth and what's needed to move forward, you know? Absolutely. And so I applaud you. Um, going through that, I can't even imagine going through the trauma that you saw having seen that murder. Wow. Um, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing. I, I, I can't even imagine. 
So just grateful to have you here, still here, and then obviously going through your own healing and sharing with us in this moment. What do you think it means from your perspective to be spiritually sick? Because you kind of started touching on that, and I would love to get your viewpoint. What does it mean to be spiritually sick? Yeah, I feel like when you are spiritually sick, you're forced. I, I think, well, I think there's two things. I think there's an internal piece and then there's also these other layers of, um, what happens to you when you're spiritual sick, spiritually sick as well. Um, you know, for me, it's a lot of low vibrational energy, right? You're doing low vibrational things. Um, you are slapping your boyfriend at the club. You know, <laughs> your, your, your fiance at the club, um, you might be, um, you know, doing a lot of lying or, or, or stealing or doing things that are just not spiritually sound and not in a high vibrational space. Um, and then, you know, I think again, when you are in those, those times of being spiritually sick, your body begins to tell you these things too. Um, we hold a lot of trauma in our body. And so, you know, with that, there are times where you might just be sick with some type of dis-ease, right? We talk about disease in general, like what that truly means. I think that's being spiritually sick. Totally. You know? um, so I think there's, there's so many different ways, but I think ultimately if I could s- sum it up, I think it's just low vibrational energy in whatever capacity that holds, if that makes sense. What, yeah. what, what about you? What do you feel? So I totally agree with everything that you just shared. Something that came through for me to share with people is, okay, the low vibrational energy. What does that mean? Okay. How do you know that you're experiencing low vibrational energy? And one that is so rampant in our culture is anxiety. And I think we've, we've done a really beautiful job of addressing anxiety, right? Like in the last 10 years, it's been um, much more like normalized and safe to even talk about your mental health. Um, and we talk about, oh my gosh, like I'm having the Sunday scaries. Oh, like having a panic attack. I'm having like an anxiety attack, right? But why? What is that anxiety? And anxiety is a perfect example of low vibrational energy. And so if you are experiencing anxiety in your body, if you're experiencing racing thoughts, if you're experiencing like uh, tightness in the stomach, if like you're having physical somatic responses, um, oftentimes what is stuck on loop in your body is low vibrational energy that is connected to past traumas in your life from your childhood um, that your nervous system has been wounded and as, as having this like managing response, right, um, flooding your system, flooding your nervous system with feelings of, of, of the anxiety. And so it's really important. That's what I was saying earlier that like, okay, maybe you are on anti-anxiety meds or maybe you've been prescribed something from a really young age. But like what is your body trying to tell you is going on with it? Why are, are you having these low vibrational feelings of anxiety or stress or like, you know, depression moving through your body and um, to be spiritually sick is to normalize negative feelings in the body 
and not listen. Like I always say that anxiety is an alarm system for your body. It's I don't feel good. Something's not right. I'm doing something that's not in alignment for me. These people around me aren't good for me. I'm saying yes when I really mean no. I'm saying I'm taking on too much. So your body's trying to like get your attention by Mm -hmm. flooding your system with like emergency activation response alarms. And the solution is not to squash it down and try to cope it, cope it away with either drugs or alcohol or drugs, or even that's, you know, prescription drugs. Um, it's not to do it with sex or people, so, you know, mm-hmm. people can lose themselves in love, you know, like the, somebody else is like this, the soothing balm that they need to ease their emotions. Like those are all examples of being spiritually sick. And the solution is to start being curious about why those symptoms are there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that, I was thinking while you were talking about um, just like anxiety and just, um, I don't know, these two things go back and forth to me around like, why are we truly, like you said, why are we truly having anxiety? And I think there's just like a sense of trying to, um, I think there's a lot of control that is, I don't know, connected to anxiety. I think also, just like you said, not really listening. It is definitely alarm. Um, but something about intuition too plays a role into this. And I just feel like if we were to really drop into the body and really drop into like what overall we're feeling and kind of deep knowing, um, what's the deeper need here that it would save us a lot of problems and, and, and frustration and headaches and, you know, sickness too, you mm-hmm. know? Well, I'm so happy that you brought that up because how can somebody, detach themselves from the anxiety, right? And start dropping into the trust of the inner knowing. And that's a great segue for like, okay, well, like my trauma, my experience of my spiritual awakening happened. How am I a psychic medium? Like, how are those two things like connected? And your ability to stuff down feelings and not connect with the emotions of the pain or the trauma kind of sit on top of you, like your energetic ability to connect with your inner self. Because on some like ego level, you're like, I don't want to go there because that's going to be too uncomfortable. I don't want to listen to what is wanting to come up. And you can't pick and choose what you want to hear and what you want to drown out. So you're either choosing to listen to it all and bear witness to what wants to come through, meaning the pain and the the intuition and the upgrades and being able to trust yourself and all of that, or you're choosing to numb and like turn a blind eye towards all of it. And so by me choosing to bear witness to my pain and be curious about it and like hear it and heal it and move through it, all of my gifts started to come in. I started to like have claircognizance, which is inner knowing. I started to be able to see things because I wasn't distracting myself from seeing the truth of who I really was. I was able to hear clairaudient. I was able to hear things now because I wasn't turning a deaf ear towards the the messages that were trying to come in about like, oh, this job isn't for you or these people aren't for you or, you know. So it's about being open to receiving and not like distancing yourself or, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, 
where you, oh my God, I'm blanking mom brain, where you um, disassociate, right, from what's trying to come up. And you want to like, it's, it's, I'm just going to keep it over there. I'm just going to keep it in this little package because it's too painful. And so by leaning into that, you get the upgrade of all the good stuff and learning how to trust your intuition. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We always talk about, um, <clears throat> I don't know, for some reason, the term uh, vibes came up. We always talk about trust the vibes, right? Like it's really about dropping in and just feel there's an energy about things that are like right for you and, and that are not right for you. And so going back to Brie and, and what she was saying around, you know, trusting your instinct and your intuition and, and listening, there's something about really what vibration are you feeling and you getting from being in certain situations or with people and things like that. So yeah, I don't know. There's, I just wanted to share that. I just a little gem. What for you? when you're putting yourself in a position like, okay, so someone's listening to this podcast and they're like, okay, well, how do I know if the vibes aren't right? Right. Yeah. Cause I think that's so important to like give people like quantifiable, like very 3d experiential examples of how do you know? And so this is just my question for you. How do you know that the vibe is off, that something's not for you? Yeah. So I think the first thing for me is, I look at everything in kind of like linear, but also multidimensional ways. I think one of the things that I always go back to are like my values. When I'm ever, whenever I'm dealing with someone or maybe there's a, something that's being presented to me, I think about like who I am at my own core. And I'm just like, all right, does this person or this experience or does this thing really like align with like who I am today as Couture and how I show up in this world? I think that's one thing. I think also like energy is real. Like um, you can just, I don't know, there's something about being in, in a space or a place where you just get that good energy and that good vibe and that good experience um, because it feels good, right? I, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's really like a feeling. It's really like a a... I don't know. You can feel it in the air. You can smell it. You know what I mean? You can taste well, like what you're describing, that's what we're saying. It's so important to pay attention to your feelings and want to do the healing Yeah, is because when you bear witness to what feels good and what doesn't, what does feel good and what doesn't feel good, you can start to feel the shifts in your body. Mm -hmm. Like for me personally, when um, I am feeling that something's off, I am falling into like, I feel tightness in my body. I can feel mm -hmm. it in my chest. I can feel it in my stomach. I can feel like expectations. I can feel like instant, I can feel this instant reaction where it's like tightness in my body because it's not expansive. I don't feel like free. I don't feel um, <clears throat> excited to like share or create when things feel really dense and like I feel trapped is when I'm feeling that like something's not off yeah, and or when something goes, is off. And that ties back to like your values, right? Like you at your core are a free fucking woman, uh, uh, you know, and you at your core are like super open. And um, so that's where I'm just like, it goes back to, I think just how you show up as Brie yourself. And then also then how does it show up in your body too? Mm-hmm. That, I think that would be a great uh, journal prompt for some people, you know, top of the year 
um, really getting clear on, well, what are my values of like, who am I and what do I value? And then really kind of getting this like really clear litmus test of what does it feel like? And so maybe you can even sit with, right? Maybe creating like five words. And I always like to bust out the thesaurus because that always really helps me to like really hone in on like, yeah, that's the word. That's the exact representation of like the feeling, right? So maybe sitting with five words of who, what describes you? Like, how do you like to feel? And then going through each word and like sitting with, what does that word feel like in my body? Mm. Like, what does it feel like? And then you can start to play around with, okay, well, like, what is the opposite of that? Like, what would I feel like if the opposite were happening within me? Connecting physically, like closing your eyes, doing like a little meditation and feeling the difference of the two in your body. And so that way, like when choices come along or decisions need to be made or you're around certain things and people, you can be really clear for you. So you're learning. That's actually really great because you're teaching yourself how to trust your feelings and to like really connect with what works for you and not be misled or misguided by other people's opinions or thoughts or beliefs or expectations that they have of you. Like you're in charge. You yeah. get to run the show. Yeah. 100%. I love that. So we've gone into our own spiritual healing. We've talked a little bit about our stories. We've talked about our awakening. What do you feel like, you know, now we've talked a little bit about sickness and kind of awakening. Like what is the process for you look like to continue to ascend or what has been your process? Mm. Continually hiring people who I admire that allow me to invest in myself and, and, and stretch my levels of awareness and stretch the things that I thought were possible and to continually keep removing the blocks that show up in my body when I reach the edges of myself. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit about, um, limiting beliefs there's something that comes is coming up for me around limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. knowing that you know sometimes when we are in a space of spiritually ascending we have to like go that extra mile of like either maybe it's working with someone or maybe it's really doing the actual work like you can't just spiritually ascend if you just don't do anything you know yeah So like even right now, as I referenced earlier, I'm having a little bit of a head cold. And I was sharing with Couture before we popped on the the podcast, like, of course I have a head cold right now because I'm working with my my coach that I've hired um, because I really admired her ability to the things that she has healed within herself. I'm like, oh, yeah, like on an intuitive level, I feel really called to to heal the same things because the, the results that she has created in her life are the things that I would also like to create and see in my life. And so there's a lot of inner work that is required to be done 
in order to have the external manifestation of the thing that you require. So it's a very different way. Like remember how I spoke to when I was um, in LA and I was living that like hot girl in the city life. I was very much trying to acquire things from an external space and then bring them into me to create value or to bring myself worth or bring me feeling like I was a, a, a success as a person. Mm. Right. So that's very much like living in a, a life externally. What I do now is I do a lot of work on myself around limiting beliefs about what I think is possible for me. Um, I I can feel resistance in certain areas like, OK, let's say I have something that I want to create or something that I want to go do. And then there's that inner voice that kicks in and that's all of these you can't. It's like that, you know, the devil on your shoulder, angel on your shoulder, right? And it's like that that ego conversation about, oh, how am I going to do that? Well, I can't do that. These are all the things as to why, like, right? All of my objections that are in internally inside me. So I go within and I start to get curious about why I'm having those that resistance. Um, and so, like, perfect example. Right now, I'm I'm really working on. Active. One of my goals is I really want to share this this healing work that I have and my psychic abilities um, with the world. Mm-hmm. And where I'm being blocked is in my throat chakra, right? My ability to speak my truth without worried about judgment from family members who think that spirituality or psychic abilities are total BS or like their judgments about or even the judgments that I hold on to myself about my own abilities based upon my upbringing, right? Being really raised in a very religious conformist society. Um, And then like uh, my third eye, right? Like being really able to like share that wisdom from the inside and like psychically share it out my third eye. So of course I have a head cold (laughs) because I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. healing in those areas and there is like lower vibrational energies that are leaving me and that I'm actively healing. So yeah, is having a head cold or like going through the 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 shifts of healing fun? No. But then you like come out better than ever than before and you're like, oh my gosh, like I understand. I have so much more appreciation. I have so much gratitude. Like I have this new lease on life. Like the fog has cleared and now I'm like very, very um, excited and Um, laser focused on what it is that like my next steps are. So that's Mm -hmm. how I continue to um, push boundaries within myself and release the, any judgment and give myself permission to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. What about you? What about me? Um, I think, you know, what I want to also say is just, I want to applaud you in, in this moment. I think sometimes being in this space as a leader and this kind of like holding space for others and healing, like in our coach coaching businesses, like we forget sometimes, like we also need to be simultaneously as we're helping others also healing too and ascending at the same time. And so the fact that you've like hired a coach, you know, says a lot about you and how you show up in this space um, of, of continuously growing and ascending. So, um, just again, I think there's some, there's some coaches out here that think that they don't need the help and it's like, no girl, thank you. <laughs> like I, I have places to go and I didn't come this far just to come this far. Period. So period. Yeah. I think similarly to you, um, I'm in the space of, you know, 
growing and healing. I think a lot of the things that, um, you know, when I'm working with different clients, sometimes I'm triggered um, with some hearing some of their stories. And then I'm like, okay, I need to work on this a little bit more. Right. And so I think, you know, for me, it's, it's always going and looking at other ways that I can really work on myself and continue to grow and stretch. And when I'm feeling that there's this moment of feeling uncomfortable, then I probably know this is what I need to do. And so listening to that because growth is not comfortable. And so, um, I think, you know, I have, like I said, a therapist, I'm in the, in the process of looking for a new coach because my last coaching container with my coach ended in December. So I'm on this new quest of of looking for someone that's going to help me kind of propel my business. Um, but you know, I think again, there's just, it's about really stepping into knowing who you are, knowing that there's always room to grow and that there is always someone that can help you and you don't need to do it alone. So um, that's, you know, kind of where I'm at in the space of always, you know, my process of ascension is um, just really knowing that, yes, it's within me, but also I can also ask for support to help mm-hmm. and guide me along the way. A hundred percent. Yeah. And for me, I think one of my biggest like tools has been mentors and coacher coaches mm-hmm. um, who have been exactly where you've been at. And, you know, I feel like how I found my coach was like, like I said, the things that she's created in her life, I was like, oh my gosh, because I know the amount of work I had to do to get here. Right. So that's how I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm feeling, I, I want to get there. But then I always pay attention to like the resistance. Yeah. And I tell clients the same thing. Like if you, if you feel something that like you get like a ping from your higher self or your inner knowingness, like whatever intuition, your gut, whatever you want to call it. And you have like a resistance to it. Like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Or you kind of try to like brush it off or you try to minimize and make excuses for why you don't need to do it. I know for me, that's that ex- the exact reason that I need to do it because that is my ego trying to like sabotage me and like keep me safe and keep me comfortable. So I'm like, ah, oh, man, shit. Like I really don't want to do that or I don't want to look at that or I'm having resistance around that. That's the exact thing that I need to go do, you know. Yeah. Um, like for me, it's really easy. You know, this this coach that I hired, she was a lot of money, Right. She was a lot of money. And while I know money is just energy, like it's still a very real like feeling of like, oof, like, well, how am I going to afford that or whatever? But I know that like all of my scarcity stuff is the exact reason why I'm not at the level of like for my business, like there's some blocks that I have or ways that I'm not showing up in my full power, my full potential. So I'm like, well, well, I'll be damned. Like, you know, that's the exact reason that I need to step into this container is because that up level that I'm looking for is not currently at the space that I have. If I had the tools and the resources to create the thing that was outside of me, I would have done it already. So I need to go to somebody who has created that ability, has moved through the scarcity, has gone, and I respected her process. I know that I knew a little bit about her. I consumed a lot of her content. And I was like, wow, she's done and moved through a lot of the similar things that I have. So she's going to be able to like connect with me on the exact things that I'm struggling with and teach me 
how to blast through those self-imposed limitations so that I can get to this space of expansion that I know in my heart that I want to experience, but I'm having blocks. And so I'm just being called to share that with anybody who's like, yeah, okay, great. I want to do coaching or I want to like really step into this bigger space of expansion and healing, but I'm afraid about the money. Well, honey, I've always been afraid about the money every single time that I have invested in myself, okay? But I don't let that shit stop me because there's always more where that came from. Your guides know that you need a roof over your head, that you need food on the table. They know that. So like if I, I always say this to clients, if the money is the thing that's holding you back, that's the exact reason why you haven't taken the steps, why you're not where you want to be is because you're allowing some out external, like inner external or inner voice to convince you not to do it. And it's usually about the money. Amen. It's usually Amen. about the money. Amen. Yes. And you know, I just want to piggyback on what you're saying. I, I, I truly, truly believe, you know, what Bree's saying. It's, so accurate. And I want you to know that yes, money is energy. And when you invest in yourself, it'll always come back to you tenfold. You'll get that money back and you'll start to see all these other pieces in your life start to improve. And that shit is invaluable. So I just, I think as you are in the space of like, you're like, oh gosh, I definitely, definitely want this upgrade. I really want to change. I want to transform. I want to look and work in a work with the coach. Like it's going to take a little bit of an investment, but it's time to invest in yourself, period. And if you weren't a little scared, it wouldn't be an up level yeah. <laughs> in and of itself. If yeah. you were not uncomfortable, if it wasn't a stretch, if you didn't have to do some hard shit to like make it happen and really challenge yourself, it if it were easy, it wouldn't be an up level. You wouldn't expand from it. You'd be It would be a lateral move. And that's not what spiritual awakening and spiritual ascension is all about. It's really stretching your edges and like, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to bet on me and I'm going to trust that it's going to work out because I'm worthy or I'm deserving or like this is the truth of who I am is that I deserve to receive and I want, I want this. And so therefore, because I want it and I decide that I'm deserving that it's going to happen for me and I'm going to put the action steps behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I feel you. I know that exact like uh, stickiness around it, but just trust that like all is well. And like Katura said, like it'll come back to you tenfold. Um, It always has for me. And And um, yeah. So don't let that stop you is all we're trying to say. Like, and not from a place of like, you know, trying to push you into anything, but you know, just validating that it's totally normal to be scared shitless about investing in yourself. You know, yeah. I think um, it's really just totally truly, normal. yeah, I was gonna say it's just really, truly um, transparency here about our journeys and what has, you know, what has worked for us um, and just always trying to encourage people to, to win. Right. I think um, my favorite ever all time person in this entire world, Nipsey Hussle said it best. He <laughs> said that the highest human act is to inspire. And so if we can really just be transparent about our journeys, um, really, it's just we're here to inspire you and encourage you that knowing that you can do it, too. Oh, I think that's a beautiful note 
from our man Nip to end this podcast on. So we hope that you were inspired today. We hope that this download of love and light, you are receiving it and that it encourages you to take that powerful, bold action to create the changes that I know that you want in your life and that you feel inspired to move that ass to make it happen. (laughs) Move that ass, make this shit happen, okay? Well, we love you. Have a beautiful start to your year or whenever you listen to this. Um, It's all love and we're so happy to share this sacred sisterhood container with you and we will catch you on the next episode. Love and light. Bye. Bye.